let's open our bibles tonight to a beautiful scripture tonight uh, to mark chapter 11 and the 20th verse tonight mark chapter 11 and the 20th verse can somebody read it for me please tonight mark chapter 11 and the 20th verse now in the morning as they passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots amen amen one more scripture tonight deuteronomy 32 10 to 14 deuteronomy 32 10 to 14 he found him in a desert land and in the wasteland a howling wilderness he encircled him he instructed him he kept him as the apple of his eye as an eagle stirs up its nest hovers over its young spreading out its wings taking them up carrying them on its wings so the lord alone led him and there was no foreign god with him he made him ride in the heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields he made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock curds from the cattle and milk from the flock with fat of lambs and rams of breed of bason and goats with the choicest wheat and you drank wine the blood of grapes amen Tonight that word is from Deuteronomy. Amen. Somebody said Deuteronomy means it's dethroning the enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Think of pastor who said Deuteronomy means dethroning the enemy. Tonight, hallelujah. How many of you believe that tonight certain enemies of your life are going to be dethroned? If you believe, lift your hands, put your hands together tonight. Declare it, hallelujah, that the enemies over my life are going to be dethroned in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to take an interesting scripture tonight. That's what we want to focus. In the 13th verse of the Bible, the Bible says, I mean in the English Bible it says, in the KJV version, it says, he made him to suck honey, verse 13, out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Tonight the message is, I'm stepping into fruitfulness. Open your mouth and say, I'm stepping, stepping. into fruitfulness. fruitfulness. Other couple of weeks we heard about stepping into the unknown. We heard last week stepping into the miracles. Tonight, what God wants to speak to us is to step into our fruitfulness. How many of you believe God has something fruitful kept for you tonight. He said, I want you to suck the honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. I like that word, suck honey out of the rock. That is best out of the worst of situation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Suck honey, something sweet, something tasty out of the rock, out of the worst situations. Some of you who are watching me might be going through the worst situation of your life, the worst season of your life. You might not know even how to explain it, how to put it in your own language. But the Lord is promising tonight, you will have the best of times in the worst of situations. Sometimes when you declare these kind of words, people will say, is it, you know, cliche or is it things that just to arouse our emotions that... Uh, you know, pastors like me are speaking for these words. It is not just to erose your emotions. These are things that I've experienced in my life. I've always seen best coming out of the worst of situations. I'm telling you tonight, it is possible. Amen. If you believe it and if you would declare it tonight, it is possible for the Lord to bring the best. 
the best out of your worst of your situations some of the somebody watching tonight lord is saying your child might have the worst situation god will bring the best out of him hallelujah you are going to see the best out of him the worst of situations glory to god amen hallelujah how many of you are confident tonight hallelujah if you are confident hallelujah say thank you jesus i receive it amen blessed be the name of the lord like honey in the rock sucking honey out of the rock that is your fruit the lord said i will take you into a land flowing with milk and honey so that's the promise that's a fruit god said hallelujah out of the rock out of the hardest situations out of the worst of situations he's saying i will give you fruitfulness fruit there is something for you to look up to and say oh wow god has done this for me amen you don't have to look at somebody else's wow and get upset and jealous about it god hallelujah like other days we heard going to give your own wow your own fruitfulness amen blessed be the name of the lord god will make you suck honey out of the rock amen israelites were in slavery the prophet told them that he will give them a land flowing with milk and honey let's hear, hear that scripture exodus chapter 3 and the 8th verse so i have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the egyptians and to bring them from that land to a good and large land to a land flowing with milk and honey to a place of canaanites and the hittites and the amorites and the perizzites and the hivites and the jebusites amen i will lead you into a land flowing with milk and honey if you read exodus 317 exodus 135 exodus 333 and numbers 148 the same scripture i will lead you out of affliction into a land flowing with milk and honey amen somebody said perizzites hivites gastrontitis you know all the ites hallelujah amen from all the ites amen whatever ites whatever things that was holding your life controlling your life dictating your life from all those ites he said i will take you out amen hallelujah whatever that was afflicting you hallelujah your mental health your physical health your financial health god is saying from that slavery i will take you glory to god into a land flowing with milk and honey god has good plans tonight hallelujah praise god he has got a good land tonight amen what does honey in the bible signifies hallelujah his sweetness three things honey symbolizes sweetness number two preservation god will preserve you number three honey is the end product of a bee so god is saying amidst challenges and why while you are trudging through the wilderness i will give you sweetness in the midst of it i will preserve you and your family and your children and he's saying the end product after a process honey is comes after a process so the lord is saying after a process of what you're going through in life it's going to be good amen anybody who put their trust in the lord after they go through a process of life some of you have gone a you know a long uh, uh, some a full circle of your life but god is saying you take everything in the account hallelujah and calculate it it's going to be profit amen it's going to be good it's not going to be a balance sheet of loss it's going to be something good open your mouth and say at the end product is going to be something good 
Hallelujah. The final product. That means B go through some process. The bee will go to the flower, collect the nectar and something is happening inside. What is taken from the flower is getting processed inside and it's coming as honey outside. So B is going through a process. Same in your life. You have received a promise. Now I'm declaring a promise. Or some of you have received a promise in the beginning that this is going to be a year of supernatural encounters and favor. Some of you are holding on. I held on to that promise. I'm starting to see certain breakthroughs coming forth. Hallelujah. I had to hold on to that promise for over eight months. I had to declare it. I kept declaring it. Hallelujah. I praise the same anointing to come over your life. You have to go through a process to see it fulfillment. And while you go through that process, don't be afraid. Don't be faint-hearted. Don't be disheartened. Don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Don't be depressed. Because the end product is like honey, the Bible is saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Like a honey in the rock. Amen. We used to sing, like a honey in the rock, sweet honey in the rock. Oh, taste and see, for the Lord is good. Hallelujah. So if you're going through that process, God will miraculously bring out the end product. Honey as the end product. Now, some of you know, when you learn about bee, bee will sting. But I know what Pastor Rajesh said. He said, you have to learn to turn your pain into gain. Amen. Bee will sting. There is a stinging part to it. Hallelujah. There is a, when the honeybee sting you, it's painful. You know, sometimes in life, people will sting you. Situations will sting you. But there is a process. In the process, if you will learn to forgive, if someone has hurt you, you need to let it go and uh, reconcile. And the process, you don't carry it and hold it like a poison in your heart. And inside that process, God will bring something sweet out of that pain. Tonight, many people are carrying a lot of hurt. Maybe you're hurt with God for the situations that you are in. Maybe you're hurt with your spouse. Maybe you're hurt with somebody else who thought will help you and just rejected you and discarded you like trash. But God, in the midst of that, is going to promote you. His hand is going to come upon your life. He knows that you are alone. He knows that He is the only source and only comfort. And He is not going to leave you at the, hallelujah, most scariest hour of your life. Come on. Somebody, the Lord is looking at you. You are in the sitting in the most. As a matter of fact, you are not able to sit properly. You are shaking your leg. You are scratching your head. In the scariest moment of your life, God is saying, hallelujah, I am going to allow honey to flow through it in the name of Jesus. Honey, the product is going to be good. The final product is going to be good. I'm going to bring honey out of that pain. Look at the Old Testament. Joseph, he was troubled by his brothers. The Bible says they sold him. He was in prison for 12 years from one prison to another prison. One problem to another prison. But you know that he had God's presence. Hallelujah. Amen. When you have God's presence, any condition can become air condition. Hallelujah. Amen. What matters is the presence of God. When God's presence is with you, even if you are in prison, Joseph was not seeing the prison, he was seeing the favor. What are you seeing tonight? 
you know you might be either seeing the prison or the favor thank god hallelujah for the people who are seeing the favor of god hallelujah if you are seeing god's favor hallelujah praise god for you but some of you are feeling the prison like the old testament joseph but you have to declare that you will see the favor of god amen because god's presence is there with you hallelujah blessed be the name of jesus lift your hands and say i will see the favor of god i will see the favor of god i will see the favor of god image prison i will see the prayer favor of god may the presence of god touch you miraculously where you are sitting tonight hallelujah shift you out of prisons hallelujah out of hallelujah confusion confrontation hallelujah out of oh difficulty and hallelujah wrong experiences that's right wrong experiences people have wronged you tonight god is setting you free tonight in the name of the law hallelujah people have wronged you but god is setting somebody free tonight oh i receive it tonight lord receive it for yourself your family the church hallelujah you you have you have been all okay you have been good but somebody people have wronged you but god is shifting changing those situation he is repairing hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord you need to have that conviction tonight see he did not get into a hurt he knew he was going through a process he forgave his brothers he forgave those who hurt him and joseph knew the product he had a dream from god he knew that the dream will come into fulfillment i command all the dreams that you have dreamt all the god given dreams to come into fulfillment before this years year is over tonight i pray somebody was holding on to a dream like a pillow you've been sleeping on that dream god is saying i'm not forgotten you i'm going to bring those dreams to fulfillment maybe to get a job in a particular company maybe hallelujah to specifically having your marriage for, hallelujah uh, getting fixed hallelujah praise god you're holding on to the promises holding on before this year is over i prophesy tonight i declare it tonight that job you will find if you don't find the job will find you in the name of jesus tonight if the boy doesn't find you the girl doesn't find you because god will find them and will bring it to your doorpost hallelujah if you believe it lift your hands and say lord i thank you for that i receive it now in jesus name amen Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Honey. God wants to see fruitfulness in the New Testament. That's what we read when Jesus was coming with his disciples. In this particular scripture in Matthew chapter 11, he found no fruit. He found no fruit. The one thing that you need to understand, if you want to see the fruit, you have to deal with the root. when the disciples had a look at it they looked the root dried up and there is no fruit when you want to see fruitfulness in your life certain wrong you have to deal with the roots the certain wrong roots has to be dried up first for new fruit to come you have to deal with the root there is something wrong with the root wrong roots will produce wrong I the fruitlessness. So Jesus first had to curse that root for it to become a fruitful tree again. What was the first root that Jesus dealt with? Let's look at the scripture. In Mark chapter 11 verses 12 to 13. Can somebody read for me tonight? Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. 
And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Jesus came happily to check if there is any fruit because he saw the leaves for the figs. When you usually see the leaves in underneath the fig tree, underneath the leaves, there is usually fruit, fruitfulness. He was expecting. So when he did not see any fruit, the first thing was disappointment. Disappointment. What do you learn from that passage of scripture? First root that you need to deal with your life, you want to see fruitfulness, is disappointment. If your root is disappointment, hallelujah, you will not see any fruit when you check it. Jesus came with so much of expectation, but he was disappointed. That was Jesus' experience. From Jesus' lives, we, we learned that some of us had a great expectation for this year. It struck with Corona. It struck with unforeseen, you know, you thought Corona will be over in a year. It has gone through two years. It has affected our families, our health, our, our finances. Now, certain things that you expected, some of you expected your marriage to come through, your job to take into the next level, but nothing of those. Disappointment. If you stay in disappointment, you will not see your fruitfulness. Jesus had to deal with it. He knew he had to deal with the root of disappointment. Tonight, how many of you know that to see fruitfulness, you might be disheartened, discouraged. The job that you are believing, your dream job, is no longer there. The company that you wanted, but the company by itself would have gone by this corona wave. And now you are stranded, you are disappointed. You don't have answers to the questions and the emotional uh, uh, irritation that you're going through. Nobody's able to. What will you do? If you stay in it, you not see fruitfulness. You have to learn to give that disappointed to go. You have to allow the Lord to heal you of that disappointment. You wanted to marry in a particular age that did not happen. Or the angel that you married was no longer an angel. It was a false angel. <laughs> it would have been a devil. But hallelujah. There is a disappointment. Somewhere. You invested money somewhere. You're not gaining anything out of it. You expected to become pregnant. But the doctor said it's not possible. Some bad report has come. The root is disappointment. But the Bible is saying if you let go of it. Out of the pain, God says, out of that rock, I will allow you to drink the sweet honey. Amen. Tonight, God will allow you to eat, drink honey out of the rock. Supernaturally, miraculously, you will enter into a time of fruitfulness. Just have to receive it. Lord, yes, I take that for me. Jesus was expecting something positive, but nothing came out of it. It looked attractive, enticing, but nothing. Far from it, beautiful, attractive, that came nearby to the fig tree, it was disappointing. 
When you started a business, it was attractive. When you started a marriage, it was attractive. But after six months, your experience is different. Sometimes, life you think is unfair. Yeah, life is unfair. It will hit you hard. You expected and desired and you stepped out. Sometimes into ministry. When I stepped out from ministry, I thought, oh, overnight things are going to change. Praise God. It was not overnight. It was many, many, many nights before the day came. And every time and every level, you see more nights than the day sometimes. Disappointment. But on that moment, hallelujah, you need to hold on to the word of God. Hallelujah. People who thought would walk with you left you. But you have to hold on to the word of God. And out of the hallelujah. Out of the hallelujah, rock will flow out honey. Hallelujah. Out of the flinty rock, you will suck honey in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and worship the Lord for some time. May the presence of God fill you tonight. Oh, May the Lord remove every hurt, every disappointment, every despair tonight in the name of Jesus. Sometimes people in the ministry, you know, they come, came out. Is this ministry? Rejection, disappointments and misunderstanding. Is this ministry? People quit so easily. I know pastors who have gone into depression. I know pastors who have committed suicide because of the pressure they could not take the, of the congregation and of a various warfare they had to be in. Some people raise up children and the same children will start fighting with them. Some parents have lost. Some people throw their parents to the old age home nobody to take care some parents have become disappointed there are people who have slept and not woken up because of the pressure and the weight and the anxiety they were carrying they slept with their heavy heart and they never woke up hallelujah when you study the book of Job There are five things that happened. He had issues with God because the Bible says in Job's life, there was a hedge of protection around him. God blessed him. So when Satan came and asked God, can I have permission to attack him? He would have thought, God will tell him, don't touch my servant. Instead of that, God allowed him to be tested. God allowed Satan to test him and he lost everything. Job would have had hurt with God. Is that what I was believing for? I never thought God will ever do that. Look at the second thing. He had issues with his wife. The moment his wife saw him scratching all over, lost everything. He was saying, curse God and you die. The wife wanted him to be dead so that he, she, she might you know, be able to go to the shadi.com or you know, some, some dating sites and get another smart, young, dashing, Maybe somebody was a little younger than her to get married to. Says, curse God and die. There are issues with his friends. The Bible says they came and stayed with him for seven days. They spoke nothing but just 
putting him down and down and he said you comfortless friends miserable comforters you are he said hallelujah i mean all that he had is himself there's something you know pastor said that has touched me he said when the entire world hurt you learn to do something he said don't hurt yourself amen hallelujah when everybody is hurting you one thing you should learn to do is never hurt yourself sometimes you have only yourself and sometimes you don't understand the mysterious process and the workings of god behind it there might be something god is doing in your life but in the midst of all that when everybody hates you and throw you and hand pick you uh, uh, and and demote you and belittle you do me a favor look into your mirror and said i am god's favorite i am wonderfully and fearfully made hallelujah no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper i condemn every tongue that accuses you this is the heritage of serving the lord look at your life and say hallelujah what god spoke over your life don't hurt your own self don't say oh i look horrible don't look don't look at the mirror and say i look horrible Sometimes challenges of life come against you. Psalm 41, 42 says, "But in the midst of that, hope in God again." Ni kartavila tinda asraya marpiki ya. Hallelujah. Hope in God again. Hallelujah. I will sing again. Open your mouth and say, "There is hope for me again." Expect and hope for me. In 1 Peter 3, it's called the energetic. The message translation says it is the energetic hope. There is an energy that will return back in hoping in God. Tonight, I pray that your energy will return back. Your spiritual energy will come back to hope in as you open the Lord again. Hallelujah! Lift your hands and give a clap offering tonight to the Lord. May there be an anointing of hope, hope return back as you come into the end of this 2021. You will not end in hopelessness. I declare hope over the church. I declare hope over your life hope over disappointments and honey coming out of the flinty rock if you believe it hallelujah say amen hallelujah glory to god because god god loves you and he wants you to suck his love and god has not forgotten you he has you in his mind people would have walked out when you needed them most but god will never walk out of your life it is in the moments like that you know i used to sing this old song in moments like this i sing out a song i sing out a love song to jesus in moments like this oh that's right i lift up my And lift up my hands to the Lord. In moments like this, in moments like this, I sing out a song, sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like this, I lift up my hands, I lift up my hands to the Lord, singing out. Sing 
your life don't doubt about you that's the time God wants you to take instructions from God and improve your life upon Amen listen to what God is speaking to your spirit follow that take the instructions and improve your life upon you will see honey flowing out of that flinty rock you will learn to handle the disappointments Amen what is the second route tonight when you understand the Bible says the understand Mark chapter 11 the Bible says the tree had brought out the leaves but something was delaying the fruit second thing that you understand the root cause of no fruitfulness is a delay it's stretching you prophecies there promises there but there is a delay in the fulfillment there is a stretching between the prophecy and the manifestation. We got the revelation, but the manifestation has not come. We got a report from the Lord that you are healed, but I'm not seeing my healing. That's why in Psalm 90 and the 14th was his powerful word. That the word Psalm 90, 9014th was, Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days satisfy us early there is an anointing in that word to destroy every delay in your life tonight where are you finding delay in your business in your job in your workplace wherever you are being putting your faith in and believing it wherever that delays tonight let it be broken in the name of Jesus he says satisfy me early Abraham got a child when he was 100 years old. Just imagine at 100, he's changing the diapers. Today at 40, we find it difficult. Look at him at 100, changing the diapers. Has to you know, do all those baby things at the age of 100. It would have been difficult. So Bible is saying, satisfy me with early with your mercy. Whatever blessing Lord you want to give me, give it to me when I really need it. Not when I don't need it. I might still need it later, but just give it to me without delay. I want to be married at this age. I don't want to be married after 10 years. I mean, I still will get married. But when I want to marry, need to be married, should be married. And when I should have children, Lord, make it happen. Mm. That's my prayer every day. I declare that over my life. Psalm 119 and 126, there's a powerful word. It says, it is time for you, O Lord, to act. O Lord, for they have regarded your law is uh, as white it says it's time for you to act you have to say that every day more I, 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 I told the tell the Lord Lord I, I, I nobody can act on behalf of me even I am failing sometimes miserably you have to act Lord how many of you say tonight Lord without delay you have to act on behalf of me on behalf of my family hallelujah I want that promise to be fulfilled in Jesus name Hallelujah. Something related to your generation, your health, your family you've been praying for. When it's really needed, you need to see that miracle. Hallelujah. 
other day i told you i had a particular skin infection i don't know what it is Do- even I, uh, the doctors speculated for two or three or weeks from top of my head to the soles of my feet i mean scratching in old sleep in the early mornings i would go inside the shower half sleep <laughs> would take the bath and i said lord you have to act you said you heal people of leprosy you know one of the notes of leprosy is of various skin or disorders god healed them immediately and god said i'm willing to heal you the same willingness of god is here tonight to heal you i declared that hallelujah praise god on a some sun i mean on a on a particular morning i woke up hallelujah and that skin itching has left me tonight hallelujah i'm speaking out of conviction come on church tonight hallelujah every time the devil puts that fear into my mind i said i'm already healed god heal me it is his willingness that heal me he's willing tonight to do something for you just ask him just ask him now one one one, one scripture it says whatever you tell me in my ears i will do it for you what are, what are you going through tell him in his ears and he will do it for you hallelujah so tonight open your mouth and say lord it's time for you to act say that lord it's time for you to act hallelujah say that hallelujah oh lord it's time for you to act and every delay will be broken oh hallelujah till that hallelujah oh conviction that there will no longer be delay in your situation say lord it's time for you to act in the name of jesus Sometimes God's spirit has started working on a certain matters but some delays are entering into family. Tonight let it be removed family delays. Hallelujah. I don't know somebody is watching you know want to travel as a family for a long time. And God is saying you've not ever been able to do that something or the other now it's corona has hit but even that small desire of life god is removing that delay get ready pack your bags amen get ready to travel hallelujah praise god you know why if you don't deal with the root of delay we compromise we compromise the bible says when there was delay for moses to come down from the mountain the bible says aaron or aaron compromised instead of worshiping god God made he made golden calf to worship the delay will bring compromise and God told to break it make into powder and drink hallelujah make them drink it because in other words you become like what you worship God was telling you you what you worship you are drinking something out of it the same nature when you worship god you are drinking his nature his blessing his life so he's saying what they were worshiping you know they were drinking out of it just break it and destroy it or make him make them drink it let them know how Destructive it is 
to take your eyes from the real worship and worship. You can worship money, you can worship wealth, you can worship your dress, you can worship a particular culture. You become like who you worship. Just have to look at you. If you're worshipping the living God, you're more loving, you're more caring, you're more walking in the blessing of God. That's why you have to worship the Lord. Whatever you are worshipping, you're taking something out of it. When you worship the Father in spirit and in truth, you're taking from Him. You're making an avenue for Him to work for you. When you're worshipping Him, your focus is on the Father. You're making the presence of God. It's real. You're making Him to do something for you. Hallelujah. Don't worship cat or dog or fish or even women. <laughs> worship the living God. Let's look at another route tonight for supernatural fruitfulness. Whatever, when you look into the Bible, wherever Jesus spoke, wherever he went, miracles happened there. The only place that he decided, desired to see fruit was before this victory and nothing happened. I mean, the disciples, some of you, Thomas would have said, oh, you know, till the, this, this time, you know, there's nothing Jesus wanted to do, you know, he couldn't do. He says, hey, maybe this time Jesus missed out, you know. He missed out big time. He expected fruit and sin, not fruit. Judas, Judas would have said, oh my God, you know, what a waste of, I mean, if fruit was there, we not have to use the money now, we have to take the money. You know I'm saying he would have upset that the fact that he has to spend extra money, I, I don't know. But here is where, first time, it looked like Jesus has missed it. That's what we call Shame or disgrace. There is a root. There is something that should be there with you, but it's not there. Sometimes it said financial crisis is not scarcity, but there is a shame in that. There is a disgrace in that. You need to get your daughter married in a good way. But when you ask, need to ask somebody money to get your Daughter married, there is shame in that. You need to build a good house for your family, but you don't have money to finish it. There is a shame in that. It's not about, you know, sometimes when we speak about money and houses, people will, you know, Pastor, do you mean to say that it's about cars and houses? No, it's not about how many cars that you drive or how many houses that you have or how many bedrooms that you have. It's about the fact that God wants you to be in a place where nobody will put you down. Hallelujah. It's a matter of respect and dignity. And there is a way that God-given wealth can bring you into that and God wants everyone who's watching to have that. I'm not teaching to go behind wealth but when God blesses you, when there is a legal right for you to have it, take it. Believe it. Hallelujah. 
There is a spirituality that says, oh, lack is okay, lack is okay. I mean, that's not what God says. He said, I am your shepherd. You shall not be in lack. Because when you are in lack, there is a shame in that. Tonight, God is going to bring you out of that shame. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You will not have to live with that shame. Amen. You don't have to beg for your child's school fees. That's not what God wants you to have. Bible says he came to preach the good news to the poor. What is the good news to the poor? That you will not stay poor. God does not want you to come into church or go for functions with torn clothes. God does not want you to lose your life or your somebody else's life because you can't take him to the hospital and pay the bills. I know so, so many people who have lost their life during Corona because they did not have a decent hospital. They did not have money to take them to a decent hospital. Or they did not have enough wealth to get a contact. That's not God's plan. The shame which comes is a shame. There are people who are hiding in the, inside their homes because there's a shame. Tonight, with all my heart, I'm praying tonight, God will bring you out of that shame factor. There is nobody who I want, who, I, who, who is watching me, who is a part of our church, who has been coming to church for a long time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tonight, I pray and I believe with all my heart that you will come out of the worst season of shame from your life. May the shame barrier be broken in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Tonight, God is bringing you out of a shame tonight. In the name of Jesus. Failure is an orphan, but riches, it is said, failure is an orphan, but riches have many relatives. There is a lot of dignity and respect that goes with being blessed. Even not only spiritually, even materially and financially. When a rich man frown and sit, frown and sit, I mean, nobody has a problem. I mean, you know, uh, everybody will smile at it, but a poor man frown and sit. Everybody will put him down. Look at, he's going through some bad situation. People look down upon you. So the attitude of people is determined by a person's level. Today morning, God wants you to deal with your shame. Hallelujah. God wants you to deal with your shame. He wants you to be fruitful in your life tonight. How many of you say, Lord, I thank you. You love me. I thank you not only spiritually, but emotionally, financially. The root, hallelujah, of shame be removed from my life in the name of Jesus. It is not God's plan that you bow your head before people in shame. In Psalm 69 verse 7, can you read it? Because for your sake I have borne reproach. Shame has covered my face. You can see the shame on your face. Shame has covered my face. You can see the shame on your face. You can't go to a function and look at 10 people. You'll hide. I've seen many people. Because you don't have a good dress to wear. In Psalm 25, David prayed, 
Let not a single person's face be ashamed. Psalm 25, 1 and 2. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Tonight, the Bible says in Psalm 34 also, that those who look to His face, the faces are ever radiant. They're never covered with shame. Hallelujah. Tonight, may honor and respect come back, enter back into your life tonight. May you step out of that seat of shame tonight. For God will place you into a seat of honor. I declare into you somebody who is sitting in that spirit of shame tonight. May it be broken off from your life tonight in the name of Jesus. It says, let me not be ashamed and let not my enemies triumph over me. How will you? How will you get ashamed? When will you get ashamed? When your enemies triumph over you. Tonight, I declare that your enemies won't triumph over you in the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and say, My enemies, those who want to see my downfall, will not triumph over my life. Lift your hands, open out your mouth and say, Hallelujah, all those who want to see my downfall, all those who want waiting to see my destruction will not see it because God is the lifter of my head. God is the one who will bring me through. Hallelujah. If we not love you. When you go for an interview, you don't want to wear shabby clothes and go. It's not, not I'm telling about buying branded clothes. It's about the confidence that you have behind what you wear. That's what you need to have. The confidence. It's not how many rupees that your clothes cost it's the confidence that you have behind that God will give it to you Amen now Isaiah chapter 54 4 there is something powerful tonight Hallelujah do not fear for you will not be ashamed neither be disgraced for you will not be put to shame for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Other day I heard, you know, Pastor was praying and he was prophesying and he was saying somebody was praying for undergarments. He says they would have proper undergarments and somebody is praying. You know, he's saying it through the camera. I mean, he said somebody is praying for it and God is bringing it through. A couple of weeks later, you know, there is a man who wrote a testimony and sent it to the church. You know, he said, I was that person. I never had proper undergarments. And when pastor declared that I received it and somebody brought him a new pair of undergarments. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, when God said, I will not put you to shame, it's even the smallest of details. He's interested. He will not allow you to put to shame. Amen. The same God is your God. Tell him, speak to him. Come on. Hallelujah. Converse with him and God will see you through. See, there are two terms used in Isaiah 54. You will not be ashamed and you will not be put to shame. What does being ashamed means? Ashamed means you are feeling ashamed of yourself. Put to shame means somebody will put you to shame. Both are different things. For example, you have a vehicle at home. You are trying to start the vehicle and not getting started because you feel ashamed. Maybe you didn't have, you know, you forgot to put the gas or you didn't have money to put the gas I mean you feel so ashamed I cannot even take my vehicle out but just imagine somebody I mean take your vehicle 
somebody you know just borrow it from you take it and the vehicle stop in between the road because you know there was no fuel or because something was wrong with the vehicle now you are not only ashamed but you put to shame in front of people everybody got to know that my i have a i have a lousy vehicle i don't have money even to repair it. that's going put to shame in front of people everybody is making who's car is this <laughs> the poor guy who took your car is getting all <laughs> blame or you are wife is asking for money and you don't have money to give when I mean, you are ashamed but suppose the land owner of your house which you are staying in saying you have not paid the 6 months rent where is it give it to me you are put to shame so what is isaiah 544 says says do not fear for you will no be ashamed neither be disgraced nor will you be put to shame oh hallelujah tonight neither will you be put to shame before people or you be ashamed of yourself tonight god will break you and pull you out of both in the name of the lord he's a god his name is jesus the son of the living god he's a loving god tonight let him bring you out of the shame tonight haraba shandavarasya say from this dawn say it from your mouth from this moment onwards i shall not be ashamed I shall not be put to shame in Jesus name. Amen. I shall not be ashamed with deaths or loss in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you say that God will open doors miraculously. I still remember about a brother who had a crore of loan and he was hiding me he came to when he came to pray into my house he hidingly came because if he comes in the open somebody will catch him and take him get a crore of debt one of his wife's uncle very rich man in one of those gulf gulf countries came to bangalore and he went and asked him no i am under the severe crore of a loan he immediately took a check all white put a check and gave it to him hallelujah i am not saying this to just to lift your emotions i'm just saying it things that have happened and that god is faithful to do it for you in the name of jesus we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor so how did jesus uproot this from its roots number 1 Mark 11:20 said Jesus is teaching about faith and prayer and he said the unwanted root how do you dry up he says by prayer whatever you ask in prayer believing and he said if you say to that mountain to be uprooted if you say it or that mulberry tree to be pulled by, by the roots it will happen so you have to say it hallelujah after Jesus said it Hallelujah it was dried up from its roots tonight whatever whether it's discouragement 
whether it's a shame, whether it's a despair, tonight in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, whatever demonic, hallelujah, praise God, tonight the devil is trying to make you bow down before, hallelujah, all these issues tonight, open your mouth tonight, wherever you're watching from me, declare it, I command in the name of Jesus to be uprooted, every discouragement, every despair, hallelujah, put your hands together tonight, hallelujah, wherever you're sitting and declare it with your mouth, in the name of Jesus, I command it to be uprooted to be dried up to be uprooted in Jesus name hallelujah you need to command it other day pastor said you're not a comedian you're a commander hallelujah if you have faith you're not a comedian what you command has got power the word of the king has got power God made you king through his blood the Bible says because he's put so much power Every day morning, you know, every day it's increasing. Maybe about 100 scriptures, I declare it. Maybe all through the day. Sometimes if I don't get time, all through the day, I try to somehow declare. Because I become conscious of what God said more than the situations that I see. Hallelujah. Today in the authority of God's word, and I know it will function for you. The Lord is putting this word. It will function for you. And I am commanding. Hallelujah. God deals to come into your life. God doors to open over your life. God marriages to enter your life. Tonight in the name of the Lord. And every delay and disappointment and discouragement be broken and be uprooted. In the name of Jesus as a servant of the living God. Who I stand, who I believe. Tonight every demon that is connected into your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Be free tonight in Jesus' name from every demonic stronghold. Be loosed out of it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I hear an Amen? Oh, hallelujah. You need to pray. You need to believe. Only then fruitfulness will be revealed. You need to command. Certain situations in your life will make you realize that this particular situation of your life, though other people are praying, you also need to pray. Sometimes you feel like nobody is there to pray. That thought is just to make you realize God is expecting you to pray for the situation. If you pray, things will change. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know how many have gone through that. Hallelujah. There are situations that I've gone through, man. I said, I know if I pray, God will act. If I sing, doors will be opened. Paul and Silas knew in this jail, in this prison, if we sing, oh, come on church tonight, the prisoners will be free and the doors will be open. Tonight is that kind of a night in your life. I know if I preach this word tonight, you will be free tonight. I know. Tonight is the day of your freedom. Tonight with my prayer, I am praying that you will be free tonight. Oh, receive it somebody tonight. Certain demons, generational demons are leaving you. Certain problems you will never see it again in your life. Certain financial roots, I curse it by its roots in the name of the Lord. That which was bringing you shame till this moment, you will never through that situation will be ever brought to shame again. I decree you, I declare you free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
Oh, we give you praise. Sucking honey out of the flinty rock. Tapping. Hallelujah. The glory of God. Are you with me, church, tonight? Sometimes you do it. Like what Pastor said, he said, if everybody leaves him, he said, I, if nobody is there to do, no, if nobody is there to play keyboard, you know, I can. You can have it. It's a place you have to come alone with God. And you have to declare. And God will turn your pain into gain. Open your mouth and say, God will turn my pain into gain. Hallelujah. The second person of the Trinity in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say it. Amen. He was the fiery furnace. He was the fourth man who turned up. Hallelujah. Psalm 81.16 Psalm 81.16 He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock I would have satisfied you. Number two, believe God will serve you. Honey out of the rock. He will satisfy you. How to get out of this fruitfulness. Believe it's possible for you to come out of the trouble. Believe it's possible. Don't think that when you see the Red Sea, there is no fruitfulness. God will open up the Red Sea. God will heal the Mara, the bitterness of your life. See, they had Red Sea, they had Mara, but God took you through, took them through all this. Saul, King Saul, before he became king, came in search for a donkey, but he came, went back home with his destiny. So honey came out of the rock. He came trying to find the lost, something has lost in his life, but he went back. In that trouble, he found his destiny. Some of you in your worst trouble, you will know who you really are. In your greatest battle, the real you will step, step out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. One of my friends who is in this uh, city, I mean, a good friend of mine, you know, he had a, he was the oldest of his family and his uh, job in Enforces was not enough to carry out the responsibility. He has to get his brother and sister and all married, take care of them. And he knew that Infosys job is not enough. He went and started a, <laughs> a chi- uh, the, 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 uh, the, 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 fo- the things that we use for the phones, the, the, the covers and the, what, what do you call for that? All the extras. Uh, accessories, yes, sorry. Accessories. Now, now, now yes, uh, he has started a, not, not only in Bangalore, in North India, he's a, he has one in America. Hallelujah. He's driving about uh, uh, just uh, two or three Benzes at Audis and you know, just <laughs> when you're pushed to the push to the limit, there is something. The real you, the real entrepreneur, the real pastor, the real teacher, 
the real miracle worker come on hamara gamana sambharadala will come out will birth out of you out of trouble will come out your destiny in the name of jesus hallelujah elijah depressed under juniper tree god said go and anoint elisha hazel jehu he was three times stronger than he thought suddenly my god out of depression he had something inside god is showing hey you are not as depressed as you think you are you are not as bad as you think you are you are not as weak as you think you are don't run away from the midst of the challenges god sent an angel even tonight believe in your situation you might be feeling alone come on hello you will my some of you are not feeling like ministry ministering you have lost all your interest you just want to take a hallelujah some holiday you want to just leave the city and go into some other country where there is no word called ministry pastors you want to just run away from so called spirituality come on in the midst of that god is saying you are smarter than you think you are you are gifted than you think you are you have a calling greater than you think you are hallelujah glory to god rise up god is sending angels to assist you hallelujah to come out of the worst situations of your life tonight in the name of jesus hallelujah in the people in the bible they were not great spiritual people david said if you would give me wings i would just fly away hallelujah hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord god told rebecca there are nations in your womb you can handle it He said what is the struggle going in my world just two nations you can handle it oh some of you can handle nations cool hallelujah while you are struggling to take care of that project in your company god is saying come on hallelujah i'm going to open up nations hallelujah there is nations in your womb when you you know go to jerusalem you'll see the greatest of you know the jerusalem wall it's not like a compound wall it's majestic and beautiful but where did they learn when they were in egypt as slaves those were the times where egyptians had the most majestic of construction and building so while the they were treated like slaves and they were been hit and hit and hit while they were in the rocks place their eyes were on all these architecture <laughs> So by the time they came to Jerusalem out of that flinty rock they learned to be hala great constructors come on the great architects come on oh hallelujah in which that beating hallelujah there is something that they learned in their lives come on church tonight greatest lessons i've learned in my life was with great beatings not small the great beatings you learn quickly honey out of the rock don't allow your pain to swallow up your gain look at somebody and say don't allow your pain to swallow up your gain don't allow your emotions to swallow up your devotion your emotional feelings should not kill your spirituality your dependence on god your devotion you should keep looking to jesus because honey is going to be the end product there is honey in that That's why Israelites learn to humble and trust God.
I'll finish with these three points. What are the three experiences that you will have from this honey and milk? What will happen when you have an experience of milk and honey life? Number one, Deuteronomy 32 and verse 10. He found him in a desert land and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He trusted him. He kept him as an apple of his eye. He found him. Make yourself readily available. Make yourself readily available. He found him. Was there to be found. In Isaiah 6, God was asking us question, whom should I send? And the prophet was sitting in the temple. There were many people in the temple. Worship was going on. God could not find anyone. He said, who will I send? And Isaiah said, send me. I am readily available. In Bangalore cities, I mean, thank God for these guys who are readily available. One thing God is always looking is availability. Who are ready for me? Who will go? Immediately prophet said, search. See, I am, I am here. How many of you will today say, I'm available. It is to those people, the honey will flow. Some people are going through the worst of situation and they are, but they won't give themselves to God also. They won't make us available. Then how will your situation change? Says Lord, you want to do a miracle? Here I am. <laughs> you want to do something? Here I am. And suddenly you will see honey flowing out of you. He found them for the honey to flow. Number two, Deuteronomy 32, 12. So the Lord alone led him and there was no foreign God with him. God will lead me. Romans 8, 14 says, for as many as led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. There are two terms which the Bible uses. Number three, filled with the Spirit and be led by the Spirit. Both are two different things. Only somebody who can fill with the Spirit can be led. Many people make decisions when they are not filled and make wrong decisions. When you are depressed, be very careful with the decisions that you make. You make the wrong decisions in the most weakest of moments. Somebody said, I'm going to divorce. When did they say? Not when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody who is filled with the Holy Spirit will never be sane enough to say, I'm going to be, I want divorce. When did you leave your family and gone out? When did you make that wrong extramarital affair? When you are not filled, you are led wrongly. You have to discern every leading. And how to be discerned correctly? Always be filled with the Holy Spirit. Always spend first time in the presence of God. Be filled. Then you will not go in your own way. And I've seen people when I tell something in that spot, they say amen to that. When they go home, a couple of days, they try to think over it and judge it and all that and they make the wrong decision. At that moment, they said, as a pastor, you know, over, I mean, so many years, you know, told them certain people to marry the right people. At that moment, they said, yes, after three days, they said, Pastor, I don't think it's for me. And some people have lost, lost it all. <laughs> Made wrong choices. Don't decide in your weakest. Don't decide something when somebody has belittled you. Don't decide in depression. Don't decide in shame. Be led by the Holy Spirit. For that you have to fill yourself. 
God always instruct you when you are filled. There are people who are led by men. So many make spiritual decision through carnal men. I mean, that's what happened always in the church. I've seen, where did this decision come from? I pray and I pray. Somebody who is very carnal says, well, what is the use of ministering? Like this, you know. Take care of your life, man. And they say, oh, it's too much of ministry. Maybe five years later I will minister. Hallelujah. There are people who control your life. Look to the Lord and say, Lord, I want honey out of the rock. I want you to lead me. The Lord leads you. It's honey out of the rock. Even the toughest situation, you will see the miraculous honey and breakthroughs and deliverances and open doors flowing out of it. You should be able to discern it. Now, how does God lead? Number one, you know, just take two minutes, extra minutes on this point. Number one, promptings. Promptings. Everybody say promptings. When you are led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, you are prompted. God may, may not talk anything, but He'll prompt you. In the Old Testament, there was a woman telling the husband, this man who is going through our way is a holy man. We should make him a house on the roof. He's a holy man of God. He prompted, something prompted to bring her in. And the season changed. Hallelujah. It was a prompting. God will never prompt you to negativity, only to positivity. He will prompt you to help someone. Is God a devil prompt to help someone? Help. <laughs> will I never ever, ever tell you to help a holy man of God? No. He might prompt you to pray. Devil will never prompt you to pray. You wake up at 4 o'clock and feel like praying. It's the Lord. Who else? He prompts you to forgive. It's the devil telling. Devil will never tell you to forgive. Is the Lord telling me to switch off that channel? Yeah, yeah. If you're seeing something very vulgar, it is God. <laughs> Number two, through instructions. God leads you to instructions. Mostly instruction through comes through anointed men of God. See, listen to me. In my life serving the Lord, greatest of my breakthroughs have come by following instruction to the T. And today, I've seen many people in the church fail to do that. They'll do it for five days. But it's the lack of instruction that keeps them limited. When I don't see a breakthrough for a season, I go back into my prayer, fasting and ask the Lord, which are the instructions that I missed? You know, my mobile phone is a spiritual tool. All the instructions, all the prophecies, it's all there in this. Most of the instructions comes through men of God, shepherds that God has placed over the church. Might be simple, my great breakthroughs. Sometimes in the church, one of the rules that it says, unmarried boys and girls don't mingle each other. Keep a handful of distance, you know. Keep your heart pure. I mean, some people who have done that, they've seen breakthroughs. Not only in marriage, sometimes to live a holy straight life. Not much of a struggle living a holy life because they've just followed that instruction. Prophet Elijah told Naaman to dip himself in the river Jordan seven times. He said, why? 
dirty water and I am a king and you are asking me to dip in this dirty water. I mean, as long as he said that, nothing happened. But the moment he humbled himself and followed the instruction, the Bible says he healed immediately. He changed his attitude, healing came. Some of you, just a matter of attitude. You're wasting your years not following your instruction because of your attitude and you're missing out big. You might be getting a little bit of what God has for you. Like pastor said, some people will never learn until they crash. But I I pray, Lord, I don't want to learn anything through crashing. (laughs) Come on. Hallelujah. I mean, if you if you are one of those who wants to learn it, you know, I can't help it. I mean, go for it. <laughs> Some people is know it all. You can never instruct them. I mean, they try to motivate them. Such, no, no, let's, let's, let's say it. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> You come to your motivation won't be enough if you're going against the instruction of God. In the desert, God instructed them through Moses. In one spiritual life, being led of the Holy Spirit is not the things you feel in your head. It's the instructions that you receive. Number three, through influence. Whatever God wants you to do, He'll influence your heart to do it. In influence to reach out to somebody in love. Other day was reach out to in, you know reach out to somebody who was I've only met for a month, and the next day that person became a part of the cell meeting. You know what I'm saying <laughs> I just reached out in love. You know what I'm saying. Like, Reach out. Then you become an influence in this lockdown through your life. How many people have come to the Lord? All of your groups is only pastor who is adding Mr. and Miss and Mr. and Miss. I have not seen some of you adding. Hallelujah. Or ask me to add. Pastor, I have reached out to somebody in love. I have brought that person to the Lord. Your life should be an influence. If God influences your life, you will become an influence for somebody to see the real Jesus. Somebody will be touched by your hands, your feet, your hug, your reaching out, even your speech. You might not have to say anything spiritual, just your care that flows because you are influenced by the Lord and you become an influencer. Tonight, you know, that's the word that we can influencers. Tonight, how many of you would say, Lord, make me an influencer of my generation? Hallelujah. Not only in spirituality, the way that I do business, the way that I do, the way, the way they are walk, the way that I talk, make me an influencer for my generation. I always pray, Lord, I want to be an influencer for my kids. I don't want to preach to them. I want to influence them with my life. Hallelujah. It's not just leading somebody to church. It's your life influencing. Hallelujah. You can be a nurse, a banker, there in the particular place that God has placed you, become an influence there. 
somebody told me in, during the lockdown they have opened up meetings people from all communities have started joining these meetings because they want influenced how many of you have started a meeting in your company how many of you want oh i want to know this person's lord come on it's not a matter of what you are doing god leads you he leads you with the influence hallelujah jesus said you are the light of the world not the light of the church so many people are only shine when they come to church the light of the world there is a dark world are you lighting it up you have to light it up people want mic and ministry i'm not speaking about our church i'm just usually our church is very special number 4 he leads you through the voice my sheep shall hear my voice God spoke to Samuel in years to anoint David. He'll speak to your ears. He has mouth. Don't think that he'll mismanage. He will take you to a wrong wrong route. If you really hear him, he'll speak to you. Other day I need to make an important decision, a split decision. I didn't have much time. Ask the Lord in prayer and fasting. He told me the right thing. And the right thing came through. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And last thing, the experience of the honey flowing into your life. Deuteronomy 32 and 13. He made him ride in the heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock. He made him to ride him on the heights of the earth some of the your life will be like that you're going to be made ride on the heights of the earth oof amen come on get ready hallelujah but i want to emphasize on that word he made him don't be slaves to men god will make you not people make you jesus said i will make you the fishers of men he is genuinely making you something out of what you're going through tonight in the wilderness in the face of the rock god is making you something open your mouth and say god is making me something in jesus name hallelujah honey out of the rock god bless you let's close our eyes in prayer